Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Proverbs chapter 18, let's go. We got a few minutes. Proverbs chapter 18, verse number 21 is where you want to go. Last week we continued to look at how faith comes. The faith and power needed for our lives is found in the seed of the Word of God. Amen? Faith is a must to understand in conjunction with understanding the power of our tongue. And that's what we're talking about. This is, series is called The Language of Faith, The Power of Words. Speech is a divine gift designed to lead others to salvation and promote the manifestation of salvation in believers' da- daily lives. Let's just take a look at our golden text here. Proverbs 18, 21 says what? Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. We looked at a few other translations. The Passion says this, your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life, and the talkative person will reap the consequences. The Good News translation says, what you say can preserve your life or destroy it. The message paraphrase says, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. Somebody say, I can choose. All right, we saw this. And so what I want to do is uh, we ended up last week talking about how faith comes. We talked about walking by faith and not by sight. We realized that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Amen. So what I want to actually look at, which I didn't get to last week, let's go over to John chapter 8. You say you're preaching fast. I only got a few minutes. You'll go away with plenty before the end, the end of the service. John chapter 8, verse number 37. I just want to point out an example of people who would not hear. How many know if you do not hear and if faith comes by hearing, you're not going to have faith? Now, you can't just hear anything. You have to hear the word of God. Amen. So John chapter 8, verse number 37 is a great example of this. I'm going to read it to you here in the uh, Amplified. It says this, Jesus was speaking to the religious leaders of his day. He said, yes, I know that you are Abraham's offspring, yet you plan to kill me because my word has no what? Has no what? No place where? In you. So if God's word has no place in you, what is not in you? Faith. Faith comes by hearing. Right. The Passion Translation says it this way. Even though you are descendants of Abraham, you desire to kill me because the message I bring has not found a home in your hearts. It hasn't found a home in your hearts. The message says it this way. But I also know that you are trying to kill me because my message hasn't yet penetrated your thick skulls. Come on, preach, Jesus. (laughs) Has not penetrated your what? Thick skulls. (laughs) Don't take it personal if I look at you. Making board members nervous. All right. God's word translation says it this way. You want to kill me because you don't like what I'm saying. In other words, these religious leaders had closed what? My parents would remind me of my thick skull when I was a kid. My grandpa would remind me, use your head for more than a hat rack. (laughs) How many had parents like that? And grandparents, yeah. 
The Good News Translation says, says it this way, Yet you are trying to kill me because you will not accept my teaching. From what we have talked about previously concerning how faith comes by hearing, what do we see here? We see that these Jews will not have faith in Jesus because his word has no place in them. No home in their hearts. They are not making a place for the seed in the soil of their heart. The truth that Jesus is relating here is specifically for salvation of the Jews. But the spiritual principle applies whether the covenant, uh, uh, wherever the covenant of grace speaks. Let me say this again because I, I want you to hear this. The truth that Jesus is relating is specifically in this passage for salvation of the Jews. But the spiritual principle applies wherever the covenant of grace speaks. So then you have to ask yourself the question. Am I closing my ears to scriptures? If I am, and it's clear, I'm not talking about some whacked out doctrine. I'm talking about scripture after scripture after scripture that's pointing out a truth for you in your relationship with the Lord. It's, it's a billboard, a sign to the covenants of grace that you possess because you're in covenant by faith through Christ Jesus in his purchased possession through his death, burial, and resurrection. The amplification of the, of the graces is found in the scriptures. So if in the scriptures you hear something and see something, and it's a, it speaks directly to a sore spot in your life that you've had to deal with for years, and yet you go, no, that's not for me. What have you just done? You've actually stopped the ability for faith in deliverance in that area. You say, what does this have to do with, with speaking words? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth leaketh. You will. I don't care how hard you try not to. You will speak from the abundance of what is in you. I will speak from the abundance that is within me. So what do I have in me in abundance. If you have an abundance of the seed, you'll have an abundance of harvest. Amen? We will experience the freedom of Christ to the degree that we provide living space in the soil of our hearts for the seed of the Word of God. We will experience the freedom of Christ to the degree that we provide living space in the soil of our hearts by the Word of God. The scripture, uh, the scripture says that they said they have no room for, Jesus said this about the religious leaders, they have no room for my word. Jesus' word will change their lives and remove hatred and murder from them. What Jesus says is, I know you are Jews, but you seek to kill me. Therefore, my word has no, in you, no, no room in you. Think about this. If murder's in their heart, what is the thing that is needed to remove the murder? Jesus, the Word, the Spirit of Christ, amen? Skip down with me to verse number 43. We'll see it again. Why do you misunderstand what I say, Jesus said? It is because you are, un you are unable to hear what I am saying. Listen to the Amplified. You cannot bear to listen to my message. Your eyes are shut to my teaching. Your, I'm sorry, your ears are shut to my teaching. In other words, they're doing what? No I will not accept. You know people get this way? 
Sometimes we don't like to think they do, but they do. And if we're really honest with ourselves, we've all been there. Amen? In the, in the mirror Bible, it says this, you do not understand my language because you do not hear my logic. The passion says you don't, you don't understand because your hearts are closed to my message. Closed heart, closed ears. The message says, why can't you understand one word I say? Here's why. You can't handle it. What does that remind you of? The truth. You can't handle the truth. Do you know why people cannot handle the truth of the gospel? Because they shut their ears off to it. And I'm not just talking about people that are unsaved. I'm talking about believers as well. The Bible in basic English says it is because your ears are shut to my teaching. So this same thought is expressed here. Skip down to verse 47. You'll see it again. Whoever is of God, Jesus said, listens to me. Those who belong to God hear the words of God. They hear, that's the Amplified. They hear the words of God. In the Passion Translation, it says, If you really knew God, you would listen, receive, and respond with faith to His words. Anyone, this is what it says in the New Living Translation, anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God. Have you ever read something in the scripture and go, that's impossible? Am I the only one that's done that? But see, actually what you're saying is correct. Because outside of relationship with God, it will be impossible for you. But within the boundaries of relationship and fellowship with God, how many know all things are possible to him who believes? And how many know that all things are possible with God? The Living Bible says it this way, anyone whose father is God listens gladly to the words of God. Anyone on God's side listens to God's words, says another translation. The Bible in basic English says this, he who is a child of God gives ear to the words of God. What's happening in this process? Well, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, amen? Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse number 3 says this, so he humbled you. You can jot that down and look at it later. Allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna which you did not know or did your or nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man shall not live by what? Bread alone, but man lives by what? Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So if you are going to truly live, you cannot shut off your ears to the word. You have to have your ears wide open. Even if that word offends your natural senses, it will revive and regenerate your spirit. If you don't believe me, you read in the scripture, you see where the Lord says, though outwardly we perish, inwardly we are what? Renewed day by day. This word is not just written, it's not just letters on a page. The scripture says that it is milk, it is bread, and it is meat. It is spiritual sustenance to the spirit man within you. You need it because you are more eternal than you ever will be natural. I said you are more eternal than you ever will be natural. 
The scripture clearly tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 that we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. We are a trichotomy. We are a three-part being. Just like God has three parts, we have three parts. And primarily, the part that is within us, the, the true us, is spirit. What you see on the outside that I had to tuck and pull and cinch to get into the clothes today. Skinny jeans. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I got to stay on spiritual thought here. This is dying. But I have already passed from death unto life. It's already done. Though the outward man is perishing, the inward man is renewed day by day. We, 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 we do. We, you know, like I heard one guy said, somebody got a tattoo of a deer on their arm, and as they aged, it turned into a giraffe. <laughs> Why? It wrinkles. You can cream it, stretch it, stitch it. You can do whatever you want to it. You can, you can have it redone. You can get your ears bigger, in my case, is what I would need. You could get a nose job. You can get any kind of reconstruct. But it's going to die outside of the return of Christ. So what do I need to focus on then? I need to make sure that I'm hearing his words because they are the words of eternity. They are the words that are going to go on forever. They are the words of the one who is seated at the right hand of God who has already conquered all of eternity. There will be nothing in the space, if, if we could put it into confines, it, there will be nothing in all of eternity, no created anything that is greater than Jesus and God, Jehovah, and the Holy Spirit. There is nothing that will happen in this life that will be of consequence in the sense of it being more important than the eternal things of heaven. So God said it this way in Deuteronomy that we just read, chapter 8, verse number 3. What? You need to hear the words of God because they are what? They are bread. They are life. Man does not live by natural bread alone. Man lives by the written word of God, the words of heaven. Manna was just a type. Mark chapter 6, verse number 1, another reason why people don't hear is they get offended. It says this in verse number 1, Then they went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this in which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were what? Offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. 
Now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Notice that their offense stopped the move. Let me say something here. It did not depreciate God's power. It, de- it stopped its access to their lives. Why? Why did it stop? Because they were judging him after the natural. Do you see that? Do you know you'll stop the word of God from working in your life if you let the offenses of others, uh, the vessel, the outward appearance, if you let that get in between you and what the Spirit of God is trying to say through somebody? The enemy has not changed. He works the same system all the time. It says this, verse 6, and he marveled because of their unbelief. How many know that's not a great thing? You want God marveling at your unbelief? Oh, my goodness, look at that. Hey, Michael, come here. Look at that group's unbelief. You don't want that. You want him marveling at your faith. Amen. Somebody say, Lord, help us. So notice what the cure for unbelief was. Then he went about the villages in a what? Circuit teaching. Faith comes by. Do you see that? Unbelief can always be cured by hearing the word of faith. If our hearts and our ears are what? Open. People say, you don't know how much unbelief I have. You don't know how much of a fire hose the word of God is to drive that out. But you've got to fellowship with him. Amen? The scripture tells us that where they were offended, and the word offense means to cause a person to begin to distrust and desert one whom he ought to trust and obey. That's what offense does. It leads you away from someone that God has put you with, a redeemer. It leads you away from your freedom. I heard John Bevere say this, offense is is the breeding ground for distrust and unbelief. In other words, how many ever did that in science class, you had to grow something? Grow a fungus, grow something. How many did that? The mold thing? A fence will grow things in your life that end up shutting your hearing off to the word of God. And if there's no hearing of the word, there's no faith coming in. So let me help you with something, with, with something right here that I feel is prophetic for people in the room. Stop talking naturally about your situation and get alone with God. Have you ever done this, you know, because you have those that you love and, you know, we love to quote this scripture from, from Proverbs about wisdom or counsel is found in the, in the wisdom or the, the, the wisdom is found in the counsel of many. You know, we like, so we, so we want to talk about it. We want to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And then we talk about it and talk about it and we talk about it. We've talked it up, down, left and right. We know the full circumference. We know the square footage of the problem. We know what the problem's built out of. We've, we've broken down the actual ma- building material uh, uh, ingredients, and we know that the problem is of that for sure. 
And then we get together with our friends, and in the natural, in our family, we talk about it back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And we talk about these things until we've talked about them, but we really have no answer. We're just more confused at the end than we were at the beginning. And why is that? Because there's no, in the process of natural talking, there's no exchange of true spiritual light. There's no faith coming because the entrance of his word brings it brings light, but you have to have open ears to it. So naturally, you and I both know, you've you got to realize this. You know, we have experts that can look at you and go. <laughs> but how many know this? God in heaven never goes. <laughs> never. He looks into it and goes, I see exactly what needs to be removed. I see exactly what needs to be changed. So we have to fellowship with him. I'll just say this to you very plainly. You are not going to be able to control every situation in your life. But you can control where you go for your answers and your faith. Lastly, Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12, verse number 34. We'll close with this. I know I went a little over. But I want to get this into you before we get into more scriptures on the power of the tongue next week. Matthew chapter 12, verse number 34. Why is it so important that we're open to the word of God? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Why is it important that we're open and we're receiving this? We're receiving this. I mentioned it earlier. Jesus said to the religious leaders of his day, he said, Brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? Now we read this in Proverbs chapter 18, verse number 21. We saw that the power of life and death is in the tongue. So why is it important to be full of the word of God? Why is it important to be full of the faith of God? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth. The Amplified says, for out of the fullness, the overflow, the superabundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The uh, New Living says, for whatever is in your heart determines what you say. God's Word translation says, your mouth says what comes from inside you. The Living Bible says, for a man's heart determines his speech. The message says it's your heart, not the dictionary, that gives meaning to your words. <laughs> the Passion Translation says, For what has been stored up in your hearts will be heard in the overflow of your words. Luke chapter 6, verse number 45, different gospel, same message. The scripture says this, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth or their mouth speaks. The passion says, for the overflow of what has been stored in your heart will be seen by your fruit and will be heard by your words. What you say flows from what is in your heart, the New Living Translation says. Another translation, God's word says, the things people say come from inside them. The Living Bible says whatever is in your heart overflows into speech. The message says your true being brims over into true words and deeds. The Bible in basic English says this, for out of the full store of your heart come the words of your mouth. 
This is why it is so vital that our ears are open to the word of God, that our hearts are full of his words, because then our hearts are full of his faith. Come on. And from these verses, we see that when our hearts are full of something, it will overflow to our mouths. Jesus compared a person's words with fruit born by a tree. What one says reflects inner thoughts and gives a clear picture of the heart. The heart is a reservoir for thoughts. Spoken words are, as it were, the overflow from this reservoir. One commentary said this, These, those products, fruit and words, reflect our inner character, which Jesus calls the heart, where good or bad things accumulate. Our words and deeds reveal what we have stored up in our hearts. If good, we bring forth good things. If bad, we bring forth bad things. What we say reveals our character. For out of the overflow of the heart, your mouth, my mouth, what? Speaks. My mouth leaks from within. So you say, what is the cure then? The cure is to get these words in you and in your mouth. Now, I will say this. I will say this. Just because you read the word doesn't mean you're automatically going to speak it. But you're giving yourself a better opportunity in fellowship with the Lord to speak the right thing. Now, and, and, and hear me in this. Well, I'll finish that thought. You're giving yourself a better opportunity to speak the right thing when you're feeding on the words of God because it's in front of you. If all you watch is the news, it's going to come out. Amen. We all reveal what's in us in abundance the moment we start talking. If all you do is study the Denver Broncos, and I don't know why you would. <laughs> it's going to come out of you. Amen. It's going to come out of you. If all you do is look at, read, feed on, and study fear, worry, and the problems of the world, it's going to come out of you. You've got to put something else in you. If you're in a desperate situation in here, I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, you're going through life and maybe you have a few challenges here and there, and, but you're walking with the Lord, you're going through it. But I'm talking about if you're in a desperate situation, uh, physically, mentally, financially, whatever it is, and it's getting, it, and the storm is larger than, than, than you would like, so to speak. No storms are the best, but you understand what I'm saying. It's a desperate, it's a, it's a serious situation. Then you need to cut out all information other than this. I'm not talking about you ignore your doctor. I'm not talking about any of that, necessarily. I'm saying, even when you're away from your doctor, don't just study all the Greek and Hebrew words that define the disease. I'm not saying you shouldn't go to the doctor. I'm not saying you shouldn't take the treatments. I'm not saying any of that. What I am saying is, you should be so full of this that no matter what you're walking through, this is coming out. It will revolutionize your life if you will do it. It will revolutionize your life. And in this book, in his words, is the answer to every single problem you are facing. 
everyone, the answers are here. The answers are here. The answers are in fellowship with him. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.